0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, Hi, I'm Cy and from
1: Podcast Nation, the home of our unique and popular series, Unstricted and Unsensitive. The show is available in video format at YouTube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. Facebook.com slash Ace and of course, the audio version is available. And all your favorite podcasts and radio apps, all the links are in the description. And of course, we're home to many series live and recorded, including top guests, panelists, and more. Follow the social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and some of the shows a on uh, Twitter, pages Twitter, Instagram as well. All the links in the description at the end of the show. So, joining me today for an Unscripted Uncensored, it's been a while since we recorded in the movies, I I'm always enjoyed it It's one of Cage Warriors' hottest prospects, a BST Academy fighter, and most recently seen as a guest panelist on the Danny Button fight show. It was Jordan,
0: the epidemic the future, yeah, Vchenik. yeah. Vchenik. Vchenik. Uh, yeah, Vecenic, that's the one, Vecenic. Do you know what, though? When I speak to guys that are from where my name is, Serbia or wherever it is, uh, I just know it's Yugoslavia, they all say that it's not Vecenic, it's to total- So, I'm
1: saying it wrong, so don't go off what I say. I'm getting closer
0: and more Yeah, oh yeah, God. Yes mate, I'm all good, I'm all, we were all to, good, We've trying to get this, this sorted for months. Yeah. When, uh, for one reason or another, we never kind of got around to it. My fault, probably. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're all good. So, um, so, just for anyone who's not
1: seen this series before, it is completely different to what we uh, what we do with the other shows. It's unique. And basically, what happens is, we don't focus on a particular subject, we don't necessarily uh, focus on you know, your career or MMA is set uh, all yeah. questions and all the subjects are sent in by the people. Nothing is off limits. There's no censors. There's no scripts other than the questions that I've pasted into this document. So uh, let's see what these guys came up with. But uh, first of all, we'll start with the quick fire questions. So all you do here is you just
0: uh, say the first
1: thing which comes to mind. 27 questions. And uh, away we go. So, uh, Daniel Cormier or John Jones? John Jones. Oasis or The Beatles? Neither. Oh. Favourite, <laughs> t- favourite TV show?
0: Don't watch TV. Jesus. Right.
1: Uh, laziest training partner?
0: Hady uh, Shakir.
1: And uh, Conor McGregor or Michael Bispin?
0: Michael Bisping.
1: Uh, yeah. Who is the greatest of all time when it comes to MMA?
0: Khabib. Khabib, yeah.
1: No, I don't uh, know. Actually, now John Jones. I'll say John Jones. Uh, John Jones. And uh, lastly, what is the best film that you've ever seen?
0: Um, A Star Is Born. That's probably one of the only
1: films I've ever watched. But I thought I was right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go you don't watch tv that's 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 an interesting talking point straight away
0: right well i tell you all i do is I sort of train and when i'm not training i've got my ipad and i'm watching ufc fights and then i'm off to training again vice versa that's why my girlfriend goes mad about it she says bloody you're obsessed with that you're not ever get bored of it i'm like no, nah, not really. I just, ever since I started, uh, I've never been able to switch off from it. As weird as that sounds, though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit of a weirdo with telly. Even if, even if my missus is sitting watching telly, I'll be on my phone looking at fighters' Instagrams or anything like
1: that. So. Obsession. Yeah, not. So then, uh, yes. You know, all the
0: make uh... it. You gotta be in. you. Yeah,
1: I think any any like top level elite sport. You have to be. You have to have that bit of an obsession about it because, yeah. You know, if you look at the best footballers or the best, you know, best best athletes, best fighters, they've all got that bit of a obsession, um, day in day out. Just, yeah. yeah, you've got to. I think it's um, yeah, hundred percent. So I can see that. So before we get into the questions of the people, we'll learn a little yeah. bit about you, and uh, yeah. so just tell us a bit about. You, like where you're from, maybe a bit about your upbringing, just how you got to where you are now. Um, so I'm born in Corby, which is classed
0: as like uh, little Scotland, just because uh, everybody here seems to be Scottish. Um, all my family is Scottish. Then my dad's side were well, Yugoslavian. Um, and yeah, I was raised by my mum, single mum. I was raised by her with another brother uh, he's the complete polar opposite to me as in, in every way possible. It's just the opposite to me. Um, but yeah, I was always fighting when I was younger all the time and, and not even like, um, not even like an aggressive, not, yeah, not like startling people or being a bully or anything. I was just always in fights. As soon as like a fight situation would arise and that'd be it. I'd be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, I've always just sort of been in it. And then, um, it's, it's, it's weird how I got into MMA. So I was on a computer. Like Some of the some of the guys listening, I, I feel like I'm old saying it, but they won't even know what a bloody computer is because they've also got their phones and laptops, blah, blah, blah. But I was on the computer and I was on YouTube. And I can't even remember what I was watching, but how you've got your related bar at the bottom and I'm just clicking through it, clicking through it. And then randomly I see a, a, two people fighting in a cage and straight away I'm like, got my attention, switched on, I'm watching it. And I didn't even know what UFC was. I didn't even know what MMA was. I'm just seeing two people fighting. And the first ever fighter I watched, and I had to watch his whole journey going through, was randomly was Junior Dos Santos. And Junior Dos Santos, he's he's an alright fighter, but I don't go out my way to watch him. But that's the very first fighter I I um, found on YouTube, and then I was just addicted. As soon as I um seen that at like 14, I was addicted to it until 17 when I first walked into a gym. But yeah, Junior Dos Santos is the so if I ever see him I'll thank him and say you're the only reason I'm doing this
1: really so, so Junior Santos was the catalyst for your your MMA obsession yes what um, yes, what, it. what made you go from watching it to then deciding right I want to do this
0: so I was always fighting in school uh, and I was small I was dead small in school I think by the time I left school I was like 5 foot 3 or something I was dead lit I was probably about 60 kilos uh, probably even less than that actually that's me being good to myself and then uh left school, I was in college. And then uh, it's a it's a good story as well. So there was a local gym and I was in it doing weights. And I was with my mate Tyler and we were doing weights. Then uh, there's a door right at the bottom and I looked through sort of one day and, and people were in there hitting pads and it was like a matted room. So I thought, why is like, well, Harold doing that thing? And he said, oh yeah, they're doing MMA, why don't you go in? And I was like, nah, said, oh, you love fighting, you should do it. And I was, like, I was like, yeah, maybe one day I'll go in. But I didn't sort of have the courage to go in by myself. And I was always in the gym and he'd always see me. Like I'd always go out my way and look through that sort of window and see them all doing it. And then he goes to me one day, oh, you should just go in. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. And then about a week later, he goes to me, I'm going to go into the MMA class, by the way, and do a session. You want to come with me? And I was like, yeah, go on then, I'll come with you. I mm. did the class. After I loved it, said to him the next day, I sort of said, are you going to do it again? He said, no said I didn't like it so they only did it so you'd get your foot in the door sort of thing so I always say that to him as well now another thing I always say to uh, uh, Tyler Mellon, his name as I always say to him like I would will never ever have done it. and he never lets me get away with it. he always says to me yeah you wouldn't even be doing it if it weren't for me so he got my foot in the door and when I was in there I was hooked and when I, I sort of jumped in sparring straight away and they were saying to me you've done something before yeah? and I'm like no but like you've boxed or something before. you've definitely done something I'm literally like I ain't. I think they thought I was this guy coming in with a background, trying to beat everybody up. Yeah. Uh, but I was literally just, just raw, just raw, and just wanted to do it.
1: That's wicked. Yeah, though. So, so when you when you uh, when you win your first world championship, whether it be in cage Warriors or them. UFC, you have to give uh, Tyler a shout out. Definitely, mate. Um, exactly. We'll have to give it to him. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. When did you start going to BST? Um,
0: fourteen fights in. I first went to BST Um, and the funny thing is, I, I say this to Danny. Uh, I say this all the time to him. Now. So I was fourteen and oh when I first went to BST. I, I'd been traveling all over here, there, and everywhere, learning everything. Blah blah.
1: The sound's gone off, mate. Fuck. All oh, right. No, you're gone again. Go out and come back in.
0: Ed- sorry about that mate that's someone trying to call me
1: um yeah i was gonna say if someone tries to call you what'll happen is it'll the sound will go off it so yeah. um I, uh, yeah i don't know what you can do really there's like, not much just handy. hang up on yeah. yeah uh yeah so
0: uh where was i i know, it was only two seconds ago um, um so yeah you were oh yeah so i'm 14 yeah, yeah. Now going to BST. So, though i go to bst and uh i went I would sort of went there. I went to BSC three times before I actually joined. I went there the first time, I got beat up, left. Went there the second time, got beat up. So third time I come, uh, I'd done my five fives MMA rounds, and I'd lost every single round. I'm sitting on the cage after, and I'm feeling sorry for myself. Danny's like to me, yeah, bloody bar. I told you. You come here before, I told you you'd be really good. You go off, you come back. Like, you took one step forward, we took three, blah, 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 all this big thing. Like, give me a right good telling off. And I'm sort of there, like, thinking in my head. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to stay here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get really good, and I'm going to beat all these guys up. Because I used to, when I used to go, I used to write down who'd beat me in rounds. So Ray beat me in a round. This person beat me in a round. I used to write it all down on my phone. And there were so many times they would beat me. Like, there was never times where I was beating them in rounds. They were beating me constantly. So I thought, right, I'm going to stick to this base. I'm going to proper set it to myself. That's it. I'm staying here. First fight I had for BST, I, I lost it. So now I was 14-1. But then I thought to myself, it, it'd have been easy to go, oh, nah, that are bloody wrong. I was winning. So I thought, nope, I'm going to stick at it. Stay at this gym. And then, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Now I'm 30 wins and two losses altogether. And, and yeah, the yeah, two losses are not good. But, um, yeah originally as well with going BST I didn't drive so I had to go it was a guy called Ryan Barbie and Dan Good that's who used to drive so wherever they went I had to go they wanted to go this gym yeah. I had to go I had no say in the matter. as soon as I got my own car that was it it was at BST full time and remember when I got it Dan actually said to me we ain't going to see you again now are you you going to BST and I was like yep
1: and then yeah that's it I've been there ever since so um, just last thing before we go into the some of the stuff which people sent in um, yeah Obviously, the Cage Warriors. We talked about a little bit on the Danny Bratton show where we discussed yeah. like the Cage, They announced the three shows in Cage Warriors. Are you uh, still you're still looking to fight on one of those three days? Yes, hopefully, hopefully, I'm booked for one of them. Uh, yeah. I just need to see
0: see what happens. But fingers crossed, I'll be on one of them days. It doesn't bother. Well, the 24th is my uh, year anniversary with my missus, so hopefully it's on that day and I can celebrate twice. Yeah. 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 You'll be
1: popular though. Like yeah. You can't you can't go anywhere. And fighting. Yeah. So. Um right, so the first subject that we got sent in was uh Conor McGregor. What uh yeah. what you what do you think of Conor McGregor? What's the first thing which comes to your mind when, when I say Conor McGregor to you? Just
0: a just a proper superstar, and he? he did change the way the sport he did change the way for all of us upcoming fighters. He was one of the sort of fast um, fighters that I like really looked up to him, thought, yeah, he's the man. But as I've got older and as I realize some of the stuff he does, I've you go off of him as a sort of role model for it. I want to make as much money as him. I just don't want to be perceived as he's perceived by MMA fighters. The average show perceives him as being the man, but yeah. you sort of top MMA fighters, he ain't perceived as that, he's perceived as a bit of an arsehole. Yeah,
1: I think for me, like the way I the thing I look with him is I look at him up to that, uh, up to maybe the Aldo fight, where yeah, he literally dragged himself where his missus was supporting him. He had no money, he was on like benefits and he was scratching yeah. around for like finding money to go to the gym and money to eat. And he literally, with a combination of hard work and dedication and talent, like fought yeah. his way, or through Cage Warriors all the way up to the UFC and then you know, he took the UFC by storm. You can't deny, like. I, yeah. I, it makes me laugh now where he's done some questionable things outside of the cage and he's gone and had the match with Mayweather and then he lost, you know, he's lost to Khabib. Yeah.
0: But it
1: does make me laugh that people kind of write off his ability as a as a fighter. Like when you look at some of the names that he's beaten, like yeah. he, he starched one of the, at the time, someone who had been yeah. lost in an MMA but was one of the, Best weights on the planet, um, yeah. and he starched him in like thirty seconds. Um, He's an, and like even when he lost to Diaz, he came back and fought him, and like he fought Diaz. People forget he fought a weight up, you know. Yeah, he, Diaz had, had a big size advantage, and like he fought wrestlers like Chad Mendes. And people said, oh, as soon as he fights a wrestler, you know, he'll he'll flop. And I know you know he went on. Obviously, he went on to lose to Khabib, but everyone loses to Khabib. It's what people yeah. forget, and I think sometimes yeah. people don't give Conor McGregor the the athlete. You know, if you separate the athlete from the from the persona yeah, the, outside of the cage, I think people uh-huh. uh, don't give him enough credit.
0: It and it, the guy's a freak athlete, yeah, an animal, one punch knockout power at that low weight class. Not a lot of people have got that. Um, yeah. And just the way he, the way he just perceived himself in in the beginning and come across, it was just crazy. Like, but got a, got a gift failed, to the fake, the guy. Yeah, yeah. So you can't. And and if any fighters up and coming, are like, ah, oh, fuck Conor McGregor, blah blah blah. You think like, nah, he's the one that's gonna get. He's the one that's. Uh, fighters are complaining now about their pays in the UFC. They
1: would get loads
0: less if it weren't for yeah. Conor McGregor. So imagine yeah. how much they'd be complaining
1: then. He changed the game, didn't he, for for fighters in exactly. terms of how much money they earn. Um, and I think, in many ways, like I look at it and I look at the the way he changed the game, and like yeah. I think people forget that, like this ESPN deal which the UFC's got now, it's been. I think that's one of the reasons why McGregor's kind of fallen out a bit with the UFC because he knows yeah. that if they weren't If they didn't have all their pay-per-view money up front from ESPN, they would need Conor McGregor and John Jones and these people fighting twice a year because they sell millions of pay-per-views. And then Conor McGregor and John Jones, they get a massive or a good percentage of that, and that's how they make their money. And I think, unfortunately, the ESPN deal has kind of given the power back to the UFC a bit, I think, because they've already got the money, so they don't really, you know, they're not bothered... About, you know, they're still putting on great fights, but because ESPN will moan, but from a like, I think Conor McGregor, John Jones, Cormier, Khabib, these, you know, the top, top stars, they had a bit of leverage whereby they would know when the UFC had maybe gone a couple of months without having a, you know, a really top selling pay per view. So they've got a bit of leverage.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and get the fights they want to get. So,
0: yeah,
1: I'm going to list off some of these names which uh, which Conor McGregor fought. And when you look at it on paper, incredible. So just the UFC names uh, he fought: Mendes, Aldo, yeah. Diaz yeah. twice, Eddie yeah. Alvarez. So Mendes was the wrestler who was going to trouble him, beat him, yeah, comfortably, yeah. Uh, Jose yeah. Aldo, 30 seconds, job done. Lost to Diaz, but then comes to be, I thought, won 3-2 in rounds in the second fight. Um, yeah. Eddie Alvarez, again, people said you know, Eddie Alvarez was at the top of his game. Eddie Alvarez has yeah. done, done nothing since he faced Conor McGregor. Nothing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Eddie Alvarez. I remember when I was
1: watching it as well, I'd sort of been sucked into the hype of Eddie Alvarez. of Like, oh,
0: this guy like gets hurt and comes back and wins all the time. And then McGregor just made it look easy. And you just think, like, I remember when I, I watched that fight live, I remember just thinking to myself, like, like wow, that is crazy. He just did it so easy. The whole yeah. thing.
1: Just landed. There. And it the was fear, especially the The finish fear, man, when, um, when Alvarez got hit first. the first yeah. time he took a proper shot on the chin, you could see, like, in his eyes, he was like, oh.
0: Yeah, well, he said in the interview
1: after, did he? He said in the interview, he said, I didn't even know what he hit me with. So I just
0: knew he hit me. And I sort of thought, what the fuck's he just hit me with? But yeah, even the finishing combo when it's like the left hand and he steps
1: back the left hand again you just think like it's crazy precision isn't it he's yeah. um yeah you know, and 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 people say like about the Khabib fight but every you know everyone loses to Khabib everyone um yeah. and I I can't wait for the Khabib versus um Gaethje fight I think that yeah. if that ends up happening that'll be amazing um I also I've said this people give me stick for it all the time I want to, I do want to see a Conor rematch if Conor comes back uh, as fit and motivated as he was versus Cerrone, because yeah. when he fought Cerrone, you could see the motivation was back, like back to where it was when he fought Eddie yeah. Alvarez. Like people forget as well, is uh, Donald Cerrone was about months before he or say a year before he fought Conor McGregor. Was on like an insane winning streak. Of, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean. He was beating, he, had, he was on a really big winning streak. He was doing really well. People were talking about him maybe getting title shots, and 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 McGregor <laughs> came off his long layoff, and
0: and then smoked
1: them easy again. Yeah, and it was easy. Like again, though, yeah. no, like the Alvarez fight, mate. I felt like he, um once he got hit, but that, I think it was the kick and then those shoulders in the clinch as well. He didn't yeah. know what, he didn't know where to go from there. Like, it's insane. Well, I
0: had someone message me, one of my friends, and say, oh, mate, I'm going to put 50 pounds on Cerrone. What do you think? And I just said, don't do it. I said, it. and he says, oh, why? why? Why do you think Cerrone's an animal? McGregor's been off-raised. I said, listen, McGregor shows up, better than anybody else does on the night and when it comes to the big fights Cerrone seems to not show up on the night and then he messaged me sort of two minutes after saying fastest 50 pound I've ever lost in my life I was like yeah yeah
1: Yeah, Cerrone unfortunately does that seem to have that in him that when it comes to those big 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 fights
0: he just just do not show up
1: to get it it. I don't know whether it's a psychological thing or, or what I just can't get it right. Um, yeah. What are you like before fights? Do you get nervous?
0: Yeah. Do you know what? I get nervous at two points. I get nervous
1: when I first get given the opponent, like I'm a weirdo. I'm like shaking
0: watching their YouTube videos. Uh, I get nervous then, and then I get nervous when it, it's sort of, yeah, one more fight and you're on next, and I'm a be like, Pff, all right, all right, all right. But um, by the time I sort of get in there, I'm all right. Like I do a thing. If you, you notice now, I've said this on my fight. So I walk up to the cage and then I always pause for a second before I step in because for my first sort of, for my first fight, I didn't think about it too much. So I was fine. And then my second, third, fourth, um, it was like a weird thing. It was as I stepped into the cage, it was as if the cage just zapped everything out of me and my legs went jelly legs. As soon as I stepped on that canvas, it was like, oh, my legs just went. Uh, so the fifth time I remember I stopped and I sort of thought, right, right, thought here we go. Stepped on and I remember there was no, no fear, no, no heavy legs, no nothing. That didn't zap my energy. And I remember from that moment I thought I'm always gonna pause just before I step in and sort of just remind myself. Look, you used to get jelly legs when you walk in here. Now you walk in and you're like, you're like, you're the man. You're the king. You can just do it now. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, now you say that, I'll walk right up to it dead quick. I'll stop for a split second, and then I'll step in. And it's just reminding myself, you used to be scared before you stepped in here. Now, you now like, do or die, like you don't care anymore.
1: Compose, composing yourself, I guess, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I know how hard I train, so when I get in there, I know I've left it all. If, if I lose, I've lost. Mm. I, I, I can't... I, 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 i've lost twice now and as weird as it sounds i sort of come to terms with you're gonna lose sometimes whereas before i used to so like oh i can't lose i can't lose i can't lose now it sort of comes to terms with look like if i'm gonna i'm gonna give it all i've got and i'm gonna give it my all to win but if i don't this is just this is just the game sometimes it's mma um someone said before if you, you ain't lost you ain't fighting the right people uh and my losses have been my biggest lessons. To be fair, not that I don't want any more lessons. I <laughs> don't make out I'm saying I want any more lessons. I want
1: all the wins. But yeah, uh,
0: it's the amazing. There's I so many ways It's
1: like life in general. You learn more from your mistakes than your successes at the yeah. end of the day. And like, yeah, exactly. I say that to my kids all the time. Like, I've learned so much more from the times I've fucked up than I have when yeah. things are going well and done really good. Like, but.
0: Well, if i do a hundred things wrong in a fight and i win it i probably am only going to pick out five of them things that are wrong if i do a hundred things wrong and i lose i'm going to pick out all a hundred things wrong
1: yeah, done yeah. so so yeah. when we had um when we had jack Shaw on um before you could check out his unscripted uncensored but also he had him on the danny brown show again and then yeah. danny was asking him about the um his unbeaten streak obviously he's unbeaten in everywhere he's never lost but like what i mean what I'm getting at is you mentioned it there, like you've lost twice, and before you lost, it was a big thing. Whereby, yeah. if you lost, it was like the end of the world. And I do think, like Danny was asking Jack about, does it add an extra pressure that you're you're not just fighting the fight and trying to work your way up, you know, to a UFC yeah. top ten place, but you're also defending this this undefeated streak, which comes with another set of pressure. Like in yeah. fairness, you know, to Jack, I don't know if you've ever. Kind of watched his interviews or spoken to him, but like, you know, he's about as laid back as you're going to get. But I mean, yeah, for any fighter, I think that does provide an extra bit of pressure if you've got that yeah. industry. Um, and yeah, you never know how someone's going to react to losing until they lose. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not one to thingy
0: around it. When I first lost, I was crying my eyes out before I mm. even. Before I'd even got out of the cage, I was sort of bubbling up already when I knew I'd lost. So when I got out there, I sort of quickly scuffled away where nobody could see me. And then that was it. I was born wise on. I ain't afraid to admit that. Because like, if you put as much in as I put in, it's like the end of the world when it happens. But you just got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off from it. I've lost at pro, and when I lost at pro, I wasn't even upset because it, I, I hadn't even done everything I could to um, win the fight. I'd sort of just... Let him win the fight as as bad as that sounds, and just sort of let him win the fight. I wasn't taking any damage, so I've seen it as a fight. I'm not taking any damage, it's fine. When I get my opportunities, I'm, I'm landing the damage. And that, then I had to sort of take a step back after it and think, like, that's nah, not a fight, it's not a fight to the death. There is a time limit on this fight, yeah. it's a game we're playing at the end. So now, uh, I used to just try strike all the time and try uh anti wrestle and just try and land big shots, and I needed to be the one that was doing all the work now. I'm getting smarter with it. I've learned to actually slow down a bit when I'm fighting now and pick shots better rather than have to win the round convincingly. If, I, if I'm going to steal the round from you, I'll steal it. I'm like, all right. If I need to get a bigger finish, I'll get a big finish towards the end. But as long as I'm winning, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead, I'll stay
1: ahead. Yeah, It's good thinking. Man. Yeah. Well, then, so yeah. one of the questions we had was what's more satisfying, uh, a knockout victory, a submission, or outpointing someone?
0: Um, I don't know. I want. I haven't had a clinical one punch knockout, and I want it. Yeah. Yeah. But I. I don't. I don't feel in myself. I've got that clinical one punch. I hit you. I'll switch your legs out before you hit the ground. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not deluded. I, I've never done it, so I don't feel like I've got that shot in me. But I'd say I think if I had knocked someone out cold, I would say the knockout. A submission's nice. I have won by submission, I've won by TKO and I've won by decision. Just a win. It doesn't matter how you win, but I do think if I had one punch knockout, that'd be that'd be my go-to if I could do it. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Um, we'll stick with the uh, the MMA questions just for now. Uh, let's have a look what we see, what we got. Try to find a good one. Um who do you uh, if, when you look at the the kind of the MMA scene, like the British MMA scene, um, yeah. whether it's within the UFC or Cage Warriors, who do you see as the the, the next or the first potential British world champion since Michael Brisbane? Um,
0: we've spoke about Arnold Allen, Jack
1: Shaw, these sort of guys. I think all of these have got
0: the potential to sort of go up there. Well, Jack Shaw's Welsh name, so I don't know if you. But I think Arnold downing has got a good shot. I think Jack Shaw. I think um the UK guys are just getting a lot better and a lot more clever and strategic wise a lot better. I think I think everybody in the world's getting better, but uh, the UK just seem to be jumping up leaps and bounds quite fast. So yeah, I think these guys can do it. I think I can do it. Um there's 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 so many even amateurs and guys that just turned pro, I think like we that we've all got the potential uh do these it, it just depends how we have it on the night but yeah there's 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 a lot there's a lot of guys there's guys who have had one pro fight and i think to myself fucking that'd be a hard fight man if that come up uh, Gaging, yeah
1: the british scene i think is insane for talent like you look at the guys yeah. who are just, kind of just going into the ufc now you look at the guys at the top of the cage warriors now and then you look at the guys kind of just ended that in cage warriors and then, like I listened to to Danny and to uh, Richard Shaw and other coaches talking about the talent, like you just said, which are like, currently amateurs who are going like, to yeah. turn pro in a, a year or two. And um, it's you know you'd like to think that maybe in sort of by like five years from now, there would just be yeah. like a lot of British fighters in the top ten and holding titles within the UFC because. The scene just look. There's so much talent there. Um,
0: I think. I think so. Yeah.
1: What about? Yeah. Uh, what else we got? So one of the questions we had about was was um, was weight cutting. Um, yeah. And they said, how much weight or what weight do you walk around at and how much do you have to cut to fight? Do you find it hard? And uh, could the world of MMA do what could the world of MMA do to make it weight cutting safer? Um.
0: So I used to walk
1: around at about eighty-five kilos all the time. But
0: listen, this is this is. Some people go, "Oh yeah, I fight at sixty-six, and I will walk around near 90, And I'm like, "Yeah, but are you a real near ninety, or are you just a big fat fucker because you're eating all the shit?" Because me at eighty-four, I went fit. I was I was a fat fucker. Simple as that. Like I'd take my top off, and you'd think fucking you're in all right shape, and yeah. But I knew in myself, this isn't the size I should be. Like. When, I'm, when I get to about 77, I walk around about 77, to 76 kilos. And that's me training twice a day. Like, I'm pretty cut at that weight. Um, but if I was going to be really strict and on it, like some people, I think I could get down to walking around at sort of 73, 74 kilos. Uh, I've done some cuts where I've cut from 72 kilos to 66 the night before. I've done some cuts where I, I've woke up at 68 kilos and I've had to cut to 66. So it all just depends. and. And it's just how dedicated you are with it to be fair. So when people I've had loads of people come to me, oh what weight do you fight? And I'm like sixty six, six. I'm like, Fucking hell, you're big for sixty six, ain't ya? I think I'm just dedicated. But I really wanted to I, 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 people say this to me, Trink, you can get down to sixty one. If I really said to myself, I'm gonna make sixty one kilos, I would make it. Like there's no if, no buts a bit maybe's I would I'd make sixty one if I would make 61 if I, if I I know myself that's not that's not uh, like a smart thing to do because I can yeah. But I'm saying, if I wanted to make 61, I would make it. But I know I'd sacrifice too much. Me getting to 66 is quite a big weight cut. I'm quite a big guy walking around. I'm five foot eleven. I walk around at 77, 78 kilos. So my cuts are my cuts are big, but they're not actually hard because I do it smart. I do it from a while out. Uh, yeah. I don't leave it last minute like I used to. I do it for. Uh, I'm pretty bang on it. I'm consistent with everything. All the cardio, all the running, the dieting. You know, especially when I've got a fight, I can be like, that's it. I'm done with bad food now. Bam. That's me diet. I've got a fight. I can just switch on like that. And I think it's just because I'm so obsessed with it. I want to, I want to watch myself back and, and be like, yeah, yeah, that was good. I don't want to watch myself back and be like, ah, I could have done this, could have done that. I'm that weird guy. When I have a fight, I watch it back about 50 times. People go, are you watching your fight back again? I'm like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The thing thing is, you get out what you put in, don't you as well And it's like if you kind of don't put in maybe the dedication to the weight cut or to your preparation for in a fight camp and then you lose in a close yeah. decision you're always going yeah. to be in the back of your head like oh, you know did i really put everything into that or you know did i kind of half ass it or did i 100%. did i take it as seriously as i should have so it's like it's about having like no regrets i guess um, yeah, hundred percent. So, what? Another question relating to the weight weight cutting was: um, Why do fighters? Why don't more fighters just fight at the weights that they're naturally at? Why do they drop? Like, why? Do, why do they cut weight? To a well, weight? I, really? I just think it's. I just think it's as simple as this: If eighty
0: percent of us started fighting at the fight we walk around at. The 20% that cut would probably beat the 80% of us that are cutting the weight. And it's just as simple as that. Unless they put a ban in place or an actual rule where you have to, you know, like one does with the um, hydration tests and stuff like that. Unless we physically have something like that involved, we ain't going to do it because I know from experience, from myself, I will do everything I can to win. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying sort of thing. So if I know I can cut weight and I can come in bigger than you, I'm going to do it. I mean, like taking steroids and all that, that's just... Uh, there's that thing before like if you kill someone when you are on steroids in a fight you should be trialed for murder I do believe all that sort of stuff but I think any advantage people can do that's legal they're going to do it so if I think to myself someone says oh the guy you're fighting walks around at 66 kilos I'll be like cheers then mate Like that'll do yeah. me smash because I know for a fact I'm going to be far too big for you at 66 kilos I mean I'm a big guy at 66 kilos now even on my last fight in Cage Warriors the co- it was a catchweight and the commentators are like fair play to common day like you can see Jordan's physically massive compared to him. Common day normally fights at 66. I think I normally fight at 66 kilos. Yeah. So
1: why, so was, yeah, that when, um, why was that when a catch went? Was Because he was a late So that was because I had,
0: yeah, I had someone else booked. I had a guy called Lewis Monarch booked. Then he sort of pulled out. Well, then he pulled out. And then it was, am I fighting? Am I not? You've been dieting for 12 weeks. I'm like, I'm going to eat some, ba- some, some bad food. I'm so depleted my body sucked it all up my weight is going up down here there and everywhere i don't know what's happening um so in the end i just to to ease myself a bit i said uh oh can i just make it a catch weight uh 150 pounds i'm sure the catch weight was and again i had to cut weight to 150 pounds i'm not walking around 150 pounds i still need to cut a good amount of weight to get to that um weight uh and it was just the sort of right thing to do last minute was to cut uh i felt a bit bad for that Common day off walks, I was huge compared to remember Thinking, Oh, bloody hell! It's he sort of said, Yeah, yeah okay, I'll do it at 150 pounds. When I come in, I remember looking at him thinking, Bloody hell, even if I was knackered, I think i would just grab hold of you and you'll be able to do <laughs> uh, So, um
1: what, um, what sort of music do you like? Any, any, do you know what?
0: Uh, I actually run listening to like country music and all sorts, I can't even lie to you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like
1: Oasis or the Beatles.
0: Well, I haven't really. I've never thought to myself, I'm gonna listen to Oasis. I'm gonna like go out my way and listen to the Beatles. Yeah. Oasis, what? Oasis. I know some songs from the Oasis. I think I probably know some songs lyric wise from them, but I haven't ever gone out my way and thought I'm gonna listen to that. I'm just on yeah. Spotify, and I just start playing that playlist, and that's it. Eighties music, anything. I'll just play the songs
1: you listen yeah. to different stuff depending on like if you're in the gym or if you're running or
0: no, know, not you're really, sure cause like some... no not
1: really
0: because some no not really because sometimes i'm running and i'm thinking i'm running at such a slow pace why is this and then i realize because i've got like love songs on and it's not very <laughs> high tempo, i'm sort of running along to the pace <laughs> of the music
1: all by uh, myself
0: yeah thinking about bloody <laughs> my mate's sexes, do you know what i mean like they're yeah. That's,
1: that's, that's, that's
0: yeah, yeah um what's your favorite
1: song to walk out
0: to uh i've changed it every single time i fought. i've never come out to one i remember i had one song it was like a tiny temper song randomly and i remember i played it and i really envisioned this fight it was my 15th fight actually really envisioned it it all went exactly how i wanted it went in there and lost my fight but i reckon if i won that fight that would have been my walkout song forever yeah Uh, but yeah, I've just always just changed it ever, ever since. Last time I come up to Professor Green uh, Jungle, and the sort of woman at Cage World was just like, You look like Professor Green a little bit, actually. You want to give him my walk I'm like, Oh, I think a lot of people think I'm going to stick to that, but I'll change it again. I just change. It. Sometimes I'm just driving, I play this, playing on Spotify, something will play, and I'll think to myself, Yeah, that'll be a walk-out song. That's as, as simple as I do it.
1: Awesome. So, um, yeah. What uh, else we got? Tattoos. You have several, lots. How many do you have? How many tattoos have you got? Uh, I couldn't sort of count you and say, because if we went off that, I'd be
0: like, there's one tattoo, there's two, there's three, there's four. I'm just, I'm probably about, uh, probably not that much. I'm probably about 50, no, about 40% covered. I'm not actually that much. It's just because they're spread out in good areas. It looks like I'm covered more. I want to be really covered in them, to be fair. Uh, and That's probably influenced by uh, my mate Dan. When I started, he was a bit he was sort of where I wanted to be had a couple of fights he was covered in tattoos and then I just started getting covered in them and when I'm getting tattoos people go oh that's a nice tattoo innit and then ever since that I just got covered now I do it for myself I just like being covered Danny always says yeah you get tattooed so you look hard I'm like I don't I just like I like the yeah. look of my
1: body when I'm tattooed yeah tattoos are addictive though but I say yes. that all the time like like I've only got a couple and like both times when I had them then like straight away i wanted to have more like yeah yeah
0: yeah well people say to me "Oh, do you like the pain tattoos i'm like no i hate it when i get in the tattoo chair i literally think to myself why the fuck am i getting tattooed again but then when you're finished and it healed you're like yeah i want another one you sort of forget the pain after two weeks i've had the back of my head tattooed and everything
1: have you, uh, what have
0: you got on the back of your yeah, head i've just got a big mandala pattern i've got my neck literally tattooed all the you can't really see it with the light but i've got my neck yeah, tattooed yeah. all the way back, right up to my i've got my fingers done right to the bottom uh I've, yeah I've got when I put my MMA gloves on you can't really see it but I've got, I've got fearless so when I will have my MMA gloves on it covers the top part of my hand and literally you just I've got fearless sticking out so I always when I'm getting my hands wrapped I always see that as well just before yeah. I'm about to fight that's a good
1: little thing cool so i um, yeah yeah I want to yeah. get um, I want to get a, like the whole of my well I want to have sleeves basically or I, I want to get my left arm sleeve before my birthday next year yeah because I keep putting it off, like, not because of any reason other than yeah. I know, so I know what I want within my sleeve. I know like certain things that I want involved in it, but yeah. I'm shit at art. So I need yeah. someone to like design Yeah, yeah. put my ideas into this sleeve, and it's, yeah. it's harder than you think, because I'm 100%. so bad at explaining stuff. I'm so vague. It's like Look, I want like this date, and I want this this card, and I want this thing. Here, In this way, if, but yeah. I need you to tell me how you are going to put it into a tattoo sort of thing. But um, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll get there. I, I've set myself. I'm forty next November, like a 2021. Yeah. So I've set myself the yeah. target that I will get it done before then. But we'll see. Yes, we'll see. I, I probably will put it off for some some uh, some unknown reason. Have you got a favorite tattoo?
0: Uh, no, no, I haven't. Yeah. I got one. I got. Uh, do you know what? Right, I got one. I hadn't, I've never really put that much effort into tattoos, like thinking of them. I've just sort of gone with the flow. But I got a um, a black jaguar in an octagon on my hand, uh, and I thought that was my thing. Like, I thought a jaguar's uh, uh one of the deadliest cats. It's not the biggest. Blah blah blah. All this thing got it in an octagon, and then. I was off training for a day, and then I got um, bored. So I thought I'm going to go to the gym anyway. Went to the gym, wrapped my hands, uh, hit the boxing bag uh, for like ten rounds. Come off and ripped the majority of it out. So you can't even tell what it looks like. It just looks like a blur now. But yeah, that was probably it. Would have been my favourite tattoo, but now it's just a blur. And when people see it, they're like, "That's some shit tattoo." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> it looked, it, it look good. Yes, um, it looked. The thought of it was good, but now, uh, yeah, my backgrounds but that just shows you how impatient I'm with training I just needed to train thought I oh, the tattoo
1: so have you got one which is like uh, like weird um or like just I don't know like just yeah just like, a, like like a, like like a, I don't know something stupid like a durex symbol or something you know like <laughs> people have, like really weird ones
0: no I haven't got anything
1: like that um I've got actually,
0: I've got my, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, the epidemic. I've got like a certain way it's been, um, um, uh, made for me. I've got that tattooed on my left bicep to be fair. That's one of my favorite. That's probably my favorite tattoo. Yeah. I got it done just before the pro fight. I lost and my, my plan was when I won it, I was going to tense my arm and point to the tattoo, but I didn't get a chance to do that because I got beat. Um, I haven't really, I've got, I've got, pretty shit tatters what well, actually i've got one sleeve that's terrible and i've got one sleeve that's really good so yeah uh, so I'm, I'm pretty much i'm, I'm covered in shit tatters if i'm honest with you yeah. but i'm not really now i've got that many you can't tell they're that shit
1: what was the worst one like the worst apart from I'm... like the one that you ruined on your hand which would uh, been good
0: probably my chest piece it's all just pretty much blacked out now uh, I've, oh. I've come from training anyway so i ain't got a top one on this thing but I've pretty much just got a whole black chest now. It's been sort of blacked out as much as I could get it done. Uh, probably that. Because I had a tattoo done that was a really bad tattoo. Well, uh, tattoo then. It was a it was a tiger with three eyes randomly. I don't know why. It was just a rat and it was black and white, so it was like an it was like a comic I don't know. Do you know what? This is this is it's a funny story with it as well. I was sort of young. Uh, I was I was seventeen so I'm not even allowed to get tattoos, so when I sort of got That's it great. done, I had, to, I had to just take whatever he was going to give me. Right? I always say it's a funny story. I've got two. I, I, I've got two stories. I'll tell you this one after. So, we're getting my chest tattoo done, he shows me it. He says, "I want this, right?" So I'm like, "All right, you just put it on me." Right? So he sticks it on me. He takes a step back. He takes a long pause. He puts his hand on his on his um chin like guess He's looking at me, and his face. He went, and then he went, "Yeah, it will do." It. And I remember in my head thinking. Oh for fuck's sake! Like if even he's going, yeah, that will do. I thought to myself, it's probably not straight or anything. And I've got a funny tattoo. I got tattooed when I was like fifteen. I get uh, behind my mum's back and got tattooed on my back. And it was a guy that would come round your house and tattoo. Yeah, this is why I don't care with tattoos anymore. So, the, picture the scene: he's in my house, or well, he's in my mate's house. He's tattooing my back. He has a he has a, a weed joint in his mouth. He's got smoke in one of his eyes. He's shot through sure. like, smoke in his eyes. He, he puts a stupid Chinese symbol on me and, and writing underneath mine. So he's got smoke in his eyes. He's tattooed me. He finishes the tattoo. He goes, all done, mate. I'm like, cheers, boss. He's like, reads me the tattoo. And I goes, it doesn't say that. He goes, it does. I'm reading it off your back. I'm like, he missed out like five words from this sentence. Jesus. He must have high. So I've got got—I've actually got a sentence on my back that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and a Chinese symbol, I didn't even know what it meant. My mate pretended to me and said, this grand said it means like uh, rice and peas or something like that. But she translated it. She said it means um, strength or something along those lines. So at least the Chinese symbol actually means something half yeah. decent. Yeah. And yes. then I've got that. that yeah, but yeah, I've
1: had some bad things with tattoos so what was your mother's reaction when she found out that you'd had your back tattooed age 15.
0: i got well i got my neck and back tattooed on the exact same time so when i walked in with a neck tattoo she, i remember she just went like oh for god's sake and and it was my mom's boyfriend at the time was like oh you fucking idiot blah blah blah, blah. this is probably MMA or anything he's like you fucking fucked it for yourself blah, blah blah so i'm lucky i sort of took this uh the line of work i did or i'd probably be in a factory
1: right now so yeah. Um, I just uh just just while you were talking then I was just having a look to see if I could see this uh this three eyed tiger tattoo. And you'll be happy Yeah, you'll be able to find it. You'll be happy to know that I found it. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's, your, it's your image on uh, Tapology, they've still got that instead uh, it's, of the most it's recent. Bad, one. Isn't it?
0: And, and even those two skulls next to it and I did not want them skulls, but I showed him a skull and it was quite a good one and he went Nah, that's rubbish, that is. I'll give you this one. But the one I wanted was sort of where they don't use outlines the way all tattoos are now realism. That's how I wanted But me thinking to it, well, he's a tattooist, he knows what he's on about. Now I think back to it, he was shite and didn't know how to tattoo that. So he put two shitty skulls on either side of me, and you can still see them now. It doesn't matter. So,
1: wait, so yeah, wait. They, need to, they
0: need to update that picture. There he man. is. There he is. Like, oh, Jesus.
1: You can't quite see. I yeah, look, zoom in. I-
0: you Save know what ID. though? It was probably it was probably yeah. better then than it is
1: now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Jesus, to,
1: man! Yeah, trying to zoom into it, but you can't for some reason because it just takes you to the takes you to the link. But then you can see the updated yeah. version. Is uh, there, there. It's basically blacked
0: out. Yeah, I'm just like a big black. Um, yeah, just got a big
1: black chest now. It's pretty much it. See, that looks all right though. I think that looks quite yeah. right, cool. But uh, yes, yeah. yeah, I'm not so I'm not so sure about the, the original. I've got to say, that's a bit. Nah. Yeah, I'm not feeling I'm a that scared one. Out. Yeah. Man. But there we go. All right. Um. So t- tattoos. We talk music. It's Lots to talk about. But um, I talk. I could talk about tattoos all all day long, got To be honest. Um. Yeah. Do, you, do you follow any um any other sports other than MMA?
0: Nah, I'd be lying to you if I said I did. Not really. Maybe boxing a little bit, but I'm not in depth with it. I sort of only know boxing when there's a big name um, yeah. on, like Alvarez or a Fury, when it's like um, these these guys that are still famous, and still earning bloody tenfold what I, ever, I probably am ever going to earn. And I don't know who they are. I have no idea who they are. Okay. Yeah. So, uh,
1: not really the, MMA.
0: It's
1: the obsession with MMA and... And even that, I don't really watch MMA live events. My sort of thing
0: is, I pick a fighter and it's sort of, right, I watch one of his fights. I watch him all a couple of times and I'll pick another fighter. And then, and again, I go through weird stages. I was watching a guy, Gregor Gillespie, who's in the UFC. He's a really sick yeah. wrestler. He just got knocked out. I went for his and then for a month in the gym, all I was doing was taking everybody down. No striking. People are like, what are you doing? you never take anybody down. Randomly, for a whole... Um, Month, I'm taking people down, and I'm head and arm choking everybody, and I'm doing submissions. I don't normally do and then next thing, I'm watching uh, like that, um, uh, uh, no, what's his name, Magomed Sharipov, whatever his name oh, is. Yeah. The beat, And am watching The next thing, I'm trying to do spinning kicks in the gym and stuff like that. I've just always just sort of take the, the best bits I can oh. from each guy, that's sort of all I plan to do. But I, I sort of write people down, even like even your Jack Shaw. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've studied him for like a solid week and, and seen what he does good and what he does bad blah 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 so it doesn't even matter if they're not even ranked if I think that they've got a good game I'll study them I'm just a weirdo like that
1: No I think um, it makes sense mate because like with mixed martial art it's so different to any other sport you know because yeah. like with other sports it's like it's more streamlined in what you can like train and learn and and, and yeah. that sort of stuff with MMA it's, it's so broad that you know you can literally you can learn of everyone you can learn so many different you know if you've got the motivation to to learn every yeah. martial art in the in the world and create your own new ones you can do you know what I mean yeah, um, well, if, if I'm watching if I'm only watching the guys that are famous and the guys everybody else is watching
0: we're all gonna be the same if I'm yeah. watching the guys that ain't famous yet but i think their game's wicked i'll be doing stuff that they ain't seen yet What's, where's he got that from like um peter yan i knew uh, peter yan before he was even in the ufc i knew of him when he was in the acb i thought he was wicked back then his fights with magomed magomed i thought were crazy uh-huh. so when he got to, i was saying to people when he came in at the ufc i'll uh, win the belt trust me and people like oh yeah whatever then he thought uh the guy from team alpha male knocked him out i like i've told you so he'll just mm-hmm. do this to everybody and he has uh, and I, I only come across him because I fought on ACB and I sort of looked who the champs were and he was like, the, he was the champ at the weight class below. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's my thing. I think he's going to beat Aldo. I love Aldo, but I think uh, Jan's going to smoke him.
1: Yeah, interestingly, he, uh, he called out Jack Shaw yesterday. Uh, did Peter he said, he said, yeah. Jan?
0: Yeah. yeah, he said um, that Jack wouldn't fight his cornerman or something. And then Graham... Um, uh, where, what's his last name? Roland Boylan. He stuck up yeah. for him. So fair play to him. Last good manager sticking up for him.
1: Yeah, I um, I, I saw not just that, but also uh, like Jack's dad, Jack. They all kind of said bullshit. You know, it's just, yeah. like he would, you know, Jack. I think one okay. of the problems that Jack actually has is that people people keep pulling out of them. Um, uh-huh you know they keep pulling out fights against him because i don't think a great deal of people perhaps want to fight him he's got the he's got such a big reputation he's obviously got on that unbeaten tear um yeah. the other person uh, who's unbeaten is uh someone who trains with b s t also and that's uh, modestus and i'm gonna try and butcher his surname but modestus b- cash i always struggle with that his, with his surname but, uh, he's
0: not, he's not unbeaten
1: he's not unbeaten is he I thought he was. Oh, he's well, eleven. Was he?
0: he's, nah, he's, nah, he's eleven and two. Uh, oh, oh, there man. we go. I, I, like I said to you before the interview started, Modesta's is an animal. Like through and through, you can't, you can't even just take it away from the guy. He's just a, an animal. When we do the wall wrestling, Shark Tanks, I just can't even get a bite on anything. And and yeah, it, okay, he outweighs me by like forty kilos, but it's not actually that because it's technically I can't get the bite on him. Even a big guy, if I'm able to sort of pick up a hard single leg. And then you muscle out of it, uh, I sort of know, yeah, fair play. I can't even pick the guy's leg up. Maybe because they're like big tree chunks, I can't get my arms around him, but he doesn't even let you get in to get the bite. Uh, and then you're watching him spar it's just um Medesaz is one of the rare uh heavy like heavier guys that a lighter guy can take parts away from him, because he he can do the things a lighter guy can do. Like, I wouldn't watch Derek Lewis and think I'm going to get tips on how to fight from Derek Lewis it's because I'm never going to be that big. Uh, but I'm, I'm, a lighter guy can watch Modestas because he can do all these these things that the lighter guys can do. He looks like a, a featherweight that's just um, took a growth pill and got massive, doesn't he?
1: That's what but he looks is. like, the way he moves. Yeah, the um, guy's just. He's an so creative as well with the strikes and stuff, and he. he do you know what I mean? He's yeah, like, it's like. Um, but he's so easy to wind up as well. Is he? That's the that's the thing I like about him. Yeah, I get if
0: you had if they did a USC embedded in our gym, you, I tell you, you'd be pissing yourself. He's so easy to wind up, man. Uh, but he takes it. Good. He's he's got good banter as well. He gives it back as well. So yeah,
1: yeah I've had him. I, I've had him on for a, he did an unscripted uncensored, and He had um, he came on the Danny Show as well. And you know, yeah. I got to say, like top lad couldn't speak yeah. highly enough of him, like he's just a nice bloke like but um he yeah he's so uh he's so big and creative. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he what he does in his UFC debut just because you know he's been waiting so long for it that he will have um, yeah yeah he's he's gonna be real interested to see what he comes up with to try and do you know what I mean just try and um yeah i don't know what the word is like just to try and make a statement and impress you yeah.
0: know um so well, be... he's, he's, so used to, he's so used to me taking the piss out of him all the time i went up to him one day training i went to him says i'm going to shake your hand mate and he's like looking at me going off oh, for fuck's sake thinking i'm going to terrorize and i'm like fair play to you i said your cage warriors debut you got knocked out cold didn't you he's like yeah i'm like and now look at you mate. you the world champion i went to fair play to you for that and you could see he was a bit like fucking hell like he's there, right? normally there I'd be like him. I'm gonna fucking knock you out like you got knocked out so yeah but fair play to him to, to go UFC debut you get knocked out cold as well like a bad knockout next thing he's the, the champion of the UFC he's defending his belt he's on the way to UFC so props to him you, you can't take that away from him no matter who you are
1: no spot on mate um, okay yeah. so we've got a um, few questions to finish off um, yeah let's have a look who would, uh, or is there a way that Conor McGregor can beat Khabib in a rematch?
0: Yeah, if he goes away for about five years and and wrestles like fucking some mad country. Yeah. Nah, I can't see it. I think Khabib's just got that mentality of he's just gonna and you, and and you don't know what's gonna happen with Khabib now with his with the recent passing of his dad and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's all yeah, it's all crazy what's gonna happen because he was sort of the guy that got Khabib where he is. I know he's gone to AKA stuff like that, but his dad was one of the big key parts. You're just going to have to see what happens with um, how that all plays out now. With I, I don't think Khabib's written anything, has he? Uh, he hasn't gone on social media or anything, so I don't know. No, I don't think... Unless Conor McGregor catches him with that one shot and just sleeps him, and again, Khabib's going to lose him. And if he retires now, then obviously not. But if Khabib keeps fighting within the next ten fights, he's gonna lose because no one's unbeatable in this game. Someone can clip him, someone can catch him. It could be probably the guy you never think's gonna do it, can do it. Michael Johnson clipped him right at the beginning. And so yeah, yeah. It, that's it, why I was
1: looking to look forward to that Gaethje G fight. Um, yeah, because I felt like Gabe G is just on fire at the moment. He's just an animal, and I thought, like, yeah, if he if he catches him clean, then maybe he'd. be he could be the guy to do it, but he just when went you listen home to it. the
0: pros, when you listen to the pros talk about Gagey, they say his is just another level. If he wrestles with you, he's like one of the worst wrestlers. But they reckon that it takes it out of his gas tank when he wrestles. So yeah, you just you, you're gonna have to see. I said this to Danny um, recently. I said nobody's actually gone into the UFC and looked to take Khabib down. I wonder how the fight would come out then. I mean, again, I've studied Khabib. Abel Trujillo uh, took him down, but Khabib's um, guard game was probably the most aggressive guard game I've ever seen in life. He's thrown submissions up crazy, so I think he's just fucking slick everywhere. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, well, actually, saying this, have you ever watched Khabib versus, um Who's the Brazilian who's proper geared up back in the day, Glason Tebow?
1: Have yeah. you ever watched
0: Khabib vs. Glason Tebow? Glason Tebow won that fight. Glason Tebow won that fight. It's, it was it was a hard fight, but Khabib didn't take him down once. Yeah, well, oh, you I'll have
1: that
0: one. Glacen Tebow's jacked up. He's been on the Mexican supplement it's big time, man. He's <laughs> in crazy shape. So even yeah. if he won that, it wouldn't have been real because Khabib was probably clean and he definitely won.
1: Definitely yeah. won. I could have to, I might, um, yeah, I might have a look. And
0: uh, Yeah, well, it's see. a boring fight though, but if you watch it, you'll think Gleason wins. Even Khabib's got his head
1: down at the end thinking he's lost. And then when he wins, he's sort of like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to 100%. I'm gonna have a look at that. Uh, yeah, and fight and just have a little nose. Um, who is the biggest dickhead you've met in MMA so far? Oh, biggest
0: dickhead. Um, oh, I don't know. There's loads of them, Fucking it's full of it. Um, like personally, who have I met that's a dickhead? Um, oh. My mate Haddie at training, he's the biggest dickhead because you know why? He's got all the potential in the world, but he's just a lazy bastard. Uh, but saying that, we've we've told him off recently and it's given him a bit of a kick up the arse, and he has been on it, but uh, he's the biggest dickhead. I don't know. Yeah, probably Haddie because he was so much wasted potential. And Nick Hayes, I've got to drop this into him. This is funny. He used to say to everybody, Oh, there's no way anybody could knock me out. Like, I honestly believe that it's physically impossible to knock me out. Blah blah blah. Like my chin's so good, my head's so big, and then this next fight he got knocked out. So that is actually quite a funny story for him as well. But dickhead-wise, I've never really met a, a proper nut asshole. Even yeah. even the sort of fighters that are going to come across like they're assholes—it's just for show, and that's probably what they do to make themselves feel a bit more more confident in themselves. So you can't take it away from them. when they chat shit do stuff on social media they probably do it. it probably helps them their own self it grows their confidence i've always been i, I always talk people up i'd rather say my guy's t- 100 times better than what he is than he's shit some people have to say yeah he's shit that's what gives them confidence whereas i'm always like nah he's fucking good this guy is man and uh, people might look at me and go fuck off i go shit he's like i'm like he's fucking sick mate he's fucking yeah. wicked <laughs> he yeah no nah, i've not really met a dickhead uh yet in mma yet because never say
1: never Sure you will. Yes, sure I'm definitely. Will. Um. And uh, what's the f- what's your where what's been your favourite place that you have fought so far? Um, favourite place I've fought so far.
0: Probably, definitely. Well, yeah, definitely my Cage Warriors debut. Um, at the is it the NEC Arena but in Birmingham. That's Again, because I'd ever envisioned it so much, I've always wanted to wear the yellow gloves. I've always wanted to be under the big banner that's above the cage and cage warriors. So when I had that fight, it felt like I'd already had that fight a million times over. I sort of I pictured everything already. So that was good. That was you know, like stuff coming to fruition. That was one of them things where I was like, shit man, like I imagined this years ago, like so for it to actually come, to actually look down and have them yellow gloves was just like another level and, and when I make it to the UFC, again, it's going to be a, another thing. I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah. 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 I've got, like, I've, I've got, I've got a weird thing. I haven't really said, like, said this to, to people before. So, I I was always, I was always able to imagine a cage warrior's belt on me. Look down and see a cage warrior's belt. But with the UFC, I used to never be able to. And it was a weird thing. I used to think, oh, I can't fucking imagine myself UFC. Maybe I'm not. And then they changed the belt. And now I can't imagine it. And mm-hmm. it was, as weird as that sounds, it was always like a weird thing in my head. Like, I can't, physically imagine myself with that belt when they changed it as weird as it sounds it was like yeah that's why i never imagined myself with that belt because it was one meant to be it weren't ever going to be around so there's mm-hmm. a little crazy thing for you
1: there you go so uh, it seems like a good question to finish on then uh yeah jd asks where do you see yourself in five years time
0: 100 percent
1: in the ufc like without a doubt in my mind i'll be in the ufc
0: in five years um, I don't know whereabouts in the UFC, uh, but I know I'll be in it a hundred percent. There's literally no two. When people say to me you need something to fall back on, I'm literally like, no, I don't. Like I know where I'm gonna be. I don't need any. What about if you get injured? I'm like, I'm not gonna. Like I know where I'm gonna be. That's it. So I've always just had that that distilled in me. I've always known. Uh, even and and even before I even thought. When I in the beginning when I was thinking I was just doing it for like just have a couple of fights. Blah blah blah. When I was meeting top trainers, they would say, like, convincingly, "Yeah, you you'll be in the UFC, mate." And I'm like, directing. They're like, obviously, like, as if, as if, like, they're insulted. Like, obviously, you're going to be in the UFC. So, yeah, that was a that was quite a good thing. The first sort of high level guy that said that to me was Nathan Levitt and said it to my mate Dan. He said, um, Dan sort of said, "Yeah, I want to, we want to sort of make it to UFC," and he said. He said, "No, no, I think you can both make it to the UFC." He said, "But I think Jordan will be a world title chaser." And that's and that and for him to say that is a really humble guy. I was like, "Fucking hell, man!" When Dan told me, I was like, it's really "Good," especially for me not even to be there for him to say, "Like, nah, I think Jordan will be like a world title chaser, like 100 yeah, yeah. percent." And normally you'd milk the guy that's in front of you, wouldn't you? You say, "You, yeah, yeah. you, yo, yo,
1: he'll be easier, right?" But you'll be fucking really good. So,
0: yeah, that was a good thing. Yeah,
1: there you go. That's uh, that's yeah, cool. And uh, yeah, it, it shows they got faith in you, mate
0: Yeah, exactly Yeah.
1: Uh, tell the people Where they can find you on social media, mate
0: uh, Just Jordan
1: Vachenik on Instagram uh, I've, I've got like some Athlete pages on
0: Facebook, again Jordan the Epidemic Vachenik, but uh, Yeah, Instagram's the main thing I'm using I'm going to try to get a bit more active on it Obviously you can't do much now with the gyms All closed, but when the gyms are back open And I've got Fight News and I've got had work and all that ready be posted, it will be posted. So, yeah, um,
1: yes. oh, that was the other thing which I missed. Um, you just reminded me then where did the, the nickname the epidemic come from?
0: So, uh, I was at a fight show once, the commentator said, Come in, he said, What's your fight name? and I says, I ain't really got one. Um, and he says, Okay, blah, blah blah. Then he goes, You're you're a uh, Jordan, the Channing I'm like, yeah. He's like, bloody hell. You. Uh, he says, yeah. You're definitely Jordan, the epidemic for Ask your name, laughing. Blah blah blah. And he was like, you're that bloody guy that comes to the shows and beats everybody's top boy, you know, You come in and bloody beat the guys. Everybody wants to win. Blah blah blah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think nothing of it because I said to him, yeah, you'll never get a nickname. Because normally it's like a VV in it, like the, yeah. Jordan vicious Channing or something like that. Blah blah. blah then uh yeah he announced me jordan the epidemic for chenic and it just sort of stuck from there and now i've got a tattoo i can't take it away yeah. so yeah now I've, I've just got to be the epidemic especially we're, we're in a pandemic now aren't we so uh, people probably think fuck that guy i want him to lose yeah. just because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah no, this kind of cool isn't it um okay yeah. uh
1: guys you can see Uh, Jordan's show with Danny Batten Show. We have a uh, new episode of the Danny Batten Show every Wednesday. However, uh, when the UFC midweek cards are happening, I think it's next week or the week after, over the next couple of weeks, we're doing a live show Sunday and then a live show on the Thursday after the Wednesday card. So uh, come and join us. We're going to be talking about uh, the various things and uh, we're going to be talking UFC 251. There's loads of loads of loads of ufc cards coming up and uh, of course we'll have new guests and an- analysts and shows and series youtube.com slash ace podcast nation and uh, you can find the audio versions at apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher i TuneIn radio tuning radio all of them everywhere and um follow us on social media you've got twitter at acecast underscore nation instagram ace podcast nation and facebook.com slash ace nation for the latest news, guests, and live shows. Jordan, thank you, mate. I appreciate your time. It's always good to have a chat, mate. I enjoyed it big time. And I'm yes, um, sure you. we'll have you back on the Danny Batten show, no doubt, soon, anyway. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Cheers, buddy. All right, mate. Thank you for that. Take care.
0: Podcast Network.